Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the deeper meeting. I just had to redo my intro because uh, I stole the outlet or the the what do you call it, power strip for some extra lights from the microwave, so my girlfriend couldn't heat up her food. Uh, but anyway, uh, today I wanted to record an episode on some of the things that I wish I had learned sooner or wish that I had known sooner. These are things in no particular order uh, and really not an exhaustive list of all of the things that I wish I had known earlier or sooner. I'm sure I'll come up with others in the future and really that's what every episode ends up being is things that I wish I had learned sooner. So, I'm just going to rattle them off. I'm going to go through the list. I'm going to expand on them a little bit, and I have a tendency to overexpand. So today I'm going to try to corral myself. I'm going to try to keep things relatively short and sweet and, uh, well, short-ish and sweet. I don't like to be that short-sighted or short-winded. Uh, and we're just going to see how it goes. So uh, the first thing, motherfucker, I just have to hold it. The first thing that I wish I knew earlier is to, and this is probably one of the most important, if not the most important, is to live your truth, to live your truth and not do it for anyone else, just do it for yourself. It's become more and more clear for me as I've progressed, as I've moved forward in life, that you're not going to be happy, that I wasn't going to be happy unless I was really doing it for myself. And I've done a lot of things, I've tried a lot of things, I've, call it, taken a lot of risks and pursued a lot of different uh, outlets, whether in business, whether in life, whether hobbies or relationships or otherwise, um, relationships as in friendships. I've been in the same romantic relationship for, oh, that's a cute, romantic relationship for nine years now. Um, but anyway, I digress. I found that I just was never happy doing 99% of the things that I was doing because I was always doing it for some kind of external approval. I was always doing it to uh, look good in the eyes of others. And I think, funny enough, this kind of ties into each and every thing on this list. Um, but I'll leave it at that for now. And as I go through this list, we'll elaborate on even more. So... Number two, things that I wish I had learned earlier or known earlier, uh, is to live simply, to simplify. Simplify everything. Simplify your life in as many ways as humanly possible. I have a crap ton of gear. Like, like I've got, obviously, there are just certain things that I've come down, like that I've boiled it down to, to make my life super easy. Like you see this camera in the background of, of every video that I have. You know, this camera is is uh, like 800 bucks with the camera and the lens. I got this audio interface on top of it. That was like another 150 bucks or so. I got two lavalier mics that go with it. They were like 60 bucks each. And, you know, so we were looking at like a thousand bucks or so. And you know what I ended up using or like what I use today? It's my cell phone. I just, I hook up my iPhone. There was an app I bought for like eight bucks and I just, it lets me use my phone as a webcam 
and it takes great video. So why do I need a fancy camera and lens when I have this? It's just so much simpler. The interface is so much easier. I plug it in, I use OBS Studio or OBS, which is Online Broadcasting Studio, and I use this mic. I plug in the mic, I plug in my phone via USB, and everything just works seamlessly. I don't have to go through and clap sync later on uh, during the editing process like I would with the camera because everything just seamlessly hooks up to the computer. Now, I probably can figure this out. I could probably, although the USB interface on this is pretty outdated. This is a pretty old camera. Um, but that's the thing. Like, I spent so much time, even before this episode, it was just a tendency of mine. I spent like an hour and a half setting things up. And then I record for like 30 minutes to 40 minutes. So I spend more time setting up the space than I do actually recording. And it's just like, I need to continue to learn. And this, believe it or not, is stripped back to continue to strip back and simplify in my life. It makes everything better. Um, it's just, it makes you more productive. It puts less stress on you. It makes your life so much easier. Like, it's not all about the complexity. Uh, it's not all about being extremely technical with every little thing, like how a leaf in the background of your picture falls perfectly into frame. And it's okay. Like some, sometimes that's good to have that level of detail. Uh, but I tend to overdo it with these things and it tends to make me less productive and not more productive. And I don't think that it's noticeable enough or it makes enough of a difference for anyone to realize. So just simplify less stress. It's, it's, better, healthier, easier, more productive. And I wish I picked up on that sooner. Um, it's not all about the things. It's not all about the gear. It's about you sitting down in front of a camera, recording things, recording your thoughts, speaking your mind. It's extremely helpful. And really, this is what it's all about. Even like for me, this is what it's all about. Everything else is minutia. So simplify. Uh, number three, isn't it amazing like how conscious, like your subconscious kind of just pieces things together for you. You're not even trying. So number three is that discipline is easier when you know that discipline is equal to self-care. Now, what does this mean? Discipline equals self-care because you think that allowing yourself to be completely free and running off and doing whatever the fuck you want, eating whatever you want, staying up super late, going out all the time, you know, drinking as much as you want, whatever, etc., etc. not going to the gym because you didn't feel like it when you woke up, you realize that these things are not actually good for you. Like what you want, and I've spoken about this in a previous episode, but what you want is not always good for you. In fact, discipline when you look over the course of time, for example, and this freaking crazy, man, it's going to flow right into the next one. But when you look over time, you'll be much happier that you forced yourself to get up in the morning. Like, like yesterday, the last thing I wanted to do was hit the gym. I woke up. I, I was like up in the middle of the night, didn't sleep too good. I was extremely tired. I woke up at 530 in the morning, which is when I get up to go to the gym and my eyes, I had to like peel open. And the last thing I wanted to do was get up out of bed and actually go work out, especially work out hard. Like it was my 
harder day in the rotation too. Back, back, buys, legs day. So ridiculously hard day, like RPE, a rating of perceived exertion, meaning like how hard it was on a scale of like one to 10, right? RPE of like eight to 10 on every single exercise that I do on that day. So it's a difficult day. I don't want to get up, but, and, and I guess even short term, like after I did get up and after I did go to the gym and after I did crush my workout and after I did hit weights that I haven't hit in over like 18 months, I felt so good that I got myself up. It's like, it's like getting a hit. It's like, it's like, it's like, yeah, give me, give me more. I want, I want to feel like I'm crushing it every day. And the discipline is what's going to allow you to do that. Whereas if I, if I just listen to myself, like that little bitch inside when I first woke up that was saying, just stay in bed. You didn't sleep too good. You got to take it easy. It's important to relax. And like, you know, there's, that's fine. There's a place and a time for that, but you build that into your routine. You build that into the discipline and then it's actually meaningful, right? Too much of anything is not good. So discipline, building that structure, it's, it is self-care in the end. When you look back and here, let me say what number four is uh, before I even finish my sentence. But number four is that a lot can change in six months, right? So when you look back over the course of six months and you've been disciplined, you've stuck to your routine, you've simplified things, and you've gotten more focused, it's amazing what can change. I was thinking about it just earlier today, how just a year ago, uh, I was making about one-third the amount of money that I make now. So in... In the matter of a year, I tripled my salary. I learned a ridiculous amount of new things, at least professionally. Um, I got super sick, and then I got super healthy again. feel really good now. Um, I've been emotionally distraught, and I've been very emotionally stable. Uh, I've been down and up and all around. Man, I moved out. I moved out for my... Uh, childhood home and now live in my own apartment and even another huge change is coming that I will uh, touch on in another episode but so much changes in just six months if you stick to it and if you allow yourself to have that discipline and you just take steps every single day I like that one Number five, this is a harsh reality that I think is really important for us all to know. So the truth of the matter, the truth of the matter is no one cares about what you love as much as you do. I have tried to find on multiple occasions somebody who would like get into this with me, get into the podcast, create content with me. No one wants to do it. Now, I don't know if that's like because people have an ego and they think like, well, if it's not my thing, then I don't want to support it. I don't know if I'm just not cool enough for that to be a thing. Um, I don't know what the case is. But, but what I've learned is people just don't care about what you love the way that you care about what you love, no matter what you do. Even when you, 
I'd imagine build a brand that millions and millions of people love and use, they still don't quite care about it nearly as much as you do. And and there's something about it. I think it's like if suddenly let, let me just see what I have around I, I don't know. I'll I'll just use Apple for example. If suddenly like Apple ceased to exist tomorrow. So Apple, a company who's been loved, who sold billions of products over the last 20 years, if they suddenly disappeared tomorrow, people would be like, oh no, that's crazy. And then like, again, three months from now, everyone would just have the next biggest phone company or the next biggest communication device. Who knows if it's going to be a phone or something else that we're using. And and that's just a fact. Like no one cares as much about things like imagine Steve Jobs if he was still alive how distraught he would be that what he spent his life building was suddenly uh, inconsequential so the the earlier you realize that I think the sooner you begin to take ownership of everything that's yours and everything that you care about and you don't expect people to love it Again, you just don't expect people to care that much or in the way that you do. And the reason that's important, in my opinion, is because it doesn't set an expectation that you're just going to go out there and instantly be loved. And it also means that you're not doing it for anyone else anymore. You're doing it for you. And you're, you're doing it just like, number one, you're staying as true to yourself as humanly possible if, if somebody else, if you're doing it because you want someone else to love it, then you're constantly changing things for them. And really, like, I do this because it's gratifying for me. This is like therapy for me in a lot of ways. This is like, you know, if I, frankly, I look forward to this all the time. And I don't have, I'm not even going to say I don't have a big listening. I don't think I have a listening period, but I do this because I like it so much. So I just think that's important to keep in mind whenever you're creating something. No one cares about it nearly as much as you do. Number six, this is one that I really wish that I knew when I was, uh, when I was younger, when I was in high school especially, um, and even up through college, and still at times I face this. Um, and I know some people who face this as well, and this one... This one is just like, I think this is like symptom of being a high achiever, symptom of being someone who uh, cares a lot about how he portrays himself and uh, how he shows up in the world. But honestly, just number six is let loose. You're not perfect. And if you were perfect, nobody would like you. And I found this time and time again, where frankly, if you're perfect and you're always like that guy that guy meaning like everyone looks at you and they're like oh well he doesn't really and I'm going to use a couple of of examples he doesn't really drink or he doesn't drink period so well why am I going to invite him out you know it's it's not going to be fun he's not going to hang with the crew fuck it like what do I want to hang out with that guy for or he doesn't eat any sweets or ever take a cheat meal 
And why, like, so I guess we're just not going to go out to dinner because, you know, we can't, can't break that cycle. And I don't know, like just whatever, whatever it is. Oh, he's highly intelligent. He doesn't want to have any conversation other than an intellectual one. Like all of these things will make people run away from you. It'll make you super uninteresting because you'll become very predictable. You have to learn how to be less perfect how to allow yourself to show, because you're not perfect in the first place, but you have to allow people to see that. People really vibe with you when you show your imperfections. And you know what the funny thing is? Sort of like a reverse psychology thing. If you go out and you tell someone, I mean, people do this all the time when they're like fishing for compliments and such. But if you go out there and you basically like told someone like, yeah, yeah, I struggle with X, Y, and Z. They'd be like, dude, me too. It's just, we love to commiserate. That's what the word means. Commiserate, right? Be miserable together. So uh, that's that's one of the biggest things that I've been working on, been practicing. That's one of the reasons why, like, this isn't that big of a deal for me. I just sit here and I say whatever I say, and I don't need it to be perfect, and I don't give a fuck if you think it's perfect, and that's absolutely okay. You probably like it more because I don't care. And I don't care what you think of me. I don't care. I mean, I like to think that people think that I look good and that I speak properly and all of those things. But frankly, I don't really give a shit anymore. Like I used to be crazy about these things. I used to be like, no, I I am Buddha. I meditate all the time and I eat clean and I don't touch sweets and I, I work out seven days a week and I'm perfect, you'll never know anything else. Like, yeah, fuck that guy. Who gives a shit? So be less perfect. Just go out there, be you, have fun. You know, do things that are stupid, do things that are silly, say things that you struggle with, commiserate with people. You're going to build a lot better communication or a lot better uh, relationships with people when you do. And uh, that just reminds me a little bit, and this is the last thing I'll say, and then I'll cut it. This uh, quote in my has been in my head recently. It's not really one. It's not one, frankly, that I've seen anywhere. Uh, it's probably one that I've heard in in one way or another, and I'm paraphrasing. But it's just been like really on my mind lately. And that's when you go to war with people, you build the strongest connection. And so your goal should be to find the people who you want to go to war with, and what that war is going to be. So find the war and start fighting and make sure you're doing it with people. The war being symbolic of whatever, a purpose, uh, a hobby, a group, whatever it is. When you go to war with people, when you struggle, when you're put in a challenging situation, when you have to work together, that's when you build the strongest relationships. So I guess that's something like number seven, go to war with people. Um, You can't do it all on your own. Although here I sit still doing this on my own. I'm going to look, you know, I'm constantly looking to change things. I'm constantly looking to improve. So anyway, that is it for this episode. Um, Just want to sit down and talk about it real quick. Some really interesting things happening in my life. Some really cool things coming up soon. I can't wait to tell you all about it. They're just kind of like in limbo. They're like at the tipping point. They're about to tip over the edge and we're going to talk about it soon. So uh, with that being said, I appreciate you very much. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen I hope these seven things 
can share or that I've shared can bring you some value. I hope they're things that either you're learning right now or you've already learned or you can learn now more quickly because of what you heard here. Um, And I hope they resonate. I hope they vibe with you. And I hope, you know, just in general, I hope your life's fucking fantastic. So uh, thank you. I appreciate you. I'll talk to you guys in the next one. And uh, remember, my friends, stay doing numbers one through seven.